Hello everyone and welcome back to the COVID podcast. My name's Lee Maxwell and I'm joined as usual by... COVID spreader Nigel. And Connor McCann. The invincible Connor McCann. The invincible, the peak of human performance, some might say. Tef- Teflon Connor. So we'll, uh, we'll explain that in a second. Yeah, so we're currently down at the Icon Centre for Jim... Cr- Excuse me. We're currently down at the Icon Centre for Jim Canna Grid. So we'll be coming to you across the weekend. We're hopefully going to get a few interviews with a few folk. and uh, But we'll do our normal chat first. So, Connor, what's new with you? What is new with me? Well, as you say, we're on location. We're recording. We might have a few sounds in the background. So forgive us if you can hear things like that. So, yes, while you two were in isolation, so was I technically, but I was able to roam about our private dwelling and do some work in the Bora. <laughs> so, yes, when you have 10 days to yourself, of it course, ten days. it was a long 10 days. And I will tell you what, it was longer lying under the Bora because I made a mistake. I didn't pay a mechanic. <laughs> um, that would have been a sizable bill. It probably would have, yeah. So I stripped like the front arms, all the back arms, anybody knows like what an r32 rear ends like that's the bore it's all multi-link because it's four-wheel drive so done bushes burns ball joints drop links brakes re i still need to rebuild the brake calipers at the back um friend jeremy in the states there shouted to jeremy knapp he convinced me to rebuild them by rather than buy new ones so if it goes wrong i hate you um <laughs> If it goes right, thanks very much. Because it's saved wrong, 100 you're crashing, you're dead, so you've got no comeback. Really, I, you know? Well, I was hoping, I don't really care about that. It's <laughs> going wrong with the rebuilding. At, the, at that stage, if it crashed, it'd be right. That's somebody else's problem. Just exactly. And a face. Um, no, that, that's what I've been at. It's been a hard week. Um, I was looking after Lee for a bit and then got into that, and it's just been an absolute killer. Yes, we're all touched by the, the bug, basically. The Rona. Um, I will say people talk a lot of shit about tools and people say, you know, we need this and you need that and these brands and stuff like that. Lee, a while back you got Draper tools. I did. You basically got them for nothing, shall we say. Yes. Um, And while they weren't Draper expert, you were like, well, sure, they'll do, you know, for what they are. I've done 99% of the work to that Bora with those Draper tools, not the expert ones. I've had them on impact guns and everything. No sign of wear. Now... If you were a professional mechanic, how long would the last? Maybe yeah. not. But see for like the stuff that we're doing, like and what I was doing was heavy work, like for your average guy, you know, working on a car at home, and like they held up no problem. Yeah. So shout out for that. If you ever stuck okay, with band cheaper tools, like I wouldn't be too worried. I think there's a there's a level of tools where they'll do the job perfectly well. Exactly. But if you are using those tools day in day out, invest in your equipment. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. But you don't need to ban snap on stuff for land under car at home. You know, no. once a weekend kind of thing. Saying that, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Tang and Bluepoint. Which yes, I think so. Is like a lower level snap on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've always raved slightly about the Halford stuff. Halford's advanced stuff. I yeah. find it's hard to whack. Like yeah. I have a wee kit there from Halford's and it's good. Also, if I ever get anybody who designed the hardware for working on a Mark IV, I'm going to, well, I'll not even say what I'll do them. The, um, do you know where you pull like suspension bolts out of a Mark II or Mark Three? The end of them's tapered. Yeah. So when you're trying to get it through and if you can't get it, you hit a tap or at least it'll find its own way in. No, every suspension bolt on the Bora. Through the end. Is, and it's a flat square cut end. So you have to get it dead perfect. It's just an absolute disaster. There was curse words used. Sad face. Mm-hmm. There was sad face, sad language. Did you say bad talk? Maybe. Okay. I yeah, so we're texting back and forth and uh, I got the feeling that you were a bit... Uh, Having a rough day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, at one point I was going to set fire to myself. <laughs> oh, working on the car. I was lying in bed dying. Yeah, lying in bed, exactly. 
So what about you guys? What have you guys been up to? <laughs> well, lying in bed, Diane. <laughs> mostly. Um, I watched the F1 a couple of was the it two weekends one? ago. The Silverstone one. It's the first Formula One race I've ever watched, I think, from start to finish. Uh, it was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Controversial I'm one, touch, perhaps. I'm going to touch on that a wee bit later on. In the Excellent, yeah. But other than that, car-related, nothing, because I've literally been in bed. In bed. Getting meals and drinks passed through to you through the window. Passing through the window, yeah. yeah. Well looked after. Isolation sucks, that's all I'll say in it the does. last two weeks. It Can't was rough. say I would recommend it to anyone. Yeah. Zero out of ten. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Have a fever Hold during a heat wave. wave. Oh, have a high temperature during a heat wave. <laughs> top, hey, that's the thing about bander. it. You're sitting there going, is this because of COVID or is it because it's bloody or 30 degrees just already? sweating my dick off because... <laughs> What about you, Nigel? You up to some stuff? Yeah, um, isolation. Yeah, all that crap. Uh, very good. Really enjoyed that. Sorry, I'm just kicking the mic here. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I just got a bit of cabin fever. So my wife's A4, again, more work required. Just it's MOT coming up and had it up in the ramp a few weeks back and realized that uh, the rear spring was broken and the front brakes need sorted as well. So Started to feel a bit better. The MOT was just Friday pass, so uh, fitted new discs and pads in the front. And then I discovered there's CV boots that were broken as well. The rear spring, I sort of uh, looked at it, looked at on YouTube, how it's done and all the rest of it. And I just went, that's a ramp job. Not for me. Um, the MOT's on Friday. I get out a house jail on Friday. Yeah. So I just booked it in my mechanic and got him to do both the jobs and uh yeah that's what i was up to with the car anyway that's so, what i should have done with the board was making it yeah panic. well here you know it's, it's okay mine was last minute you know i've only had the parts from last november <laughs> but i had the spring discs and pads since middle of may aye so you know there's you know, it's not like making things last and procrastination is my middle name i think i just bought a ring off autodoc on the black friday sales so i've done oh just you yeah. know bushes burns ball joints drop links poly burst the back end because it's easier to fit them that sort of thing so it's uh, and i finally fitted the adjustable camber arms at the back which i've owned for nearly three years now lovely so good times good times good times but yeah it's up for mot at the end of the month and hopefully should pass but we'll see uh, you know i wouldn't um, like to have nothing to drive <laughs> lol also my boredom i started to clear out my garage a bit more you know the way you sort of gather stuff up and you walk past every day you get used to seeing it there it becomes you blind and to then it. just with being stuck indoors and all that crap i just sort of went right i'm sick of this yeah and it's the old decision of do i have a need for this is it just filling the place up here and getting my road and i've basically done a lot of clearing out and sorting Very boxing good. and boxing next time your house you'll probably not notice much but to me it's a big improvement um it means you have a bit more room to work with the cars as well then yeah it's that time at home sort of we, we jobs get tidied up and yep. stuff like that there the bad side of that there is that i spent a lot of time looking in classified sections and <laughs> yeah um i'm just waiting for this big economic crash so the prices will go down exactly that's like waiting on it waiting <laughs> that for about two years i think I'm we might get the garage built at long last that's it yep well high quality bad economy still mm. i was actually talking to a fellow who's building a shed and he was showing me around it there and he was telling me the difference in prices yeah in the last six months while he's been building it and he was saying he was lucky he built he bought some of the wood for the rafters uh-huh and um, because if he had bought it now instead of six months ago it would have cost him an additional 2500 well and then he pointed to five lengths of timber uh-huh he says that's 500 quid nice. and i went 
I what? fight for that. <laughs> That's well, I don't think we talked about this before, but we had a bit of a setback with the garage with stuff that happened at home, and some of the money went towards it. And then by the time we got, it was probably what about four or five months afterwards. Then mm-hmm. we'd actually get the money gathered back up to go ahead with it. The prices had went with five different suppliers, anywhere from fifty percent more on top of the original quote uh, to to or to a hundred percent more. I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not spending twenty grand in the garage. We're being played. Yeah, they would, they would sit in the. I work in the docks. They would sit in there. Yep, it's there. So being played. I'll wait it out. Yeah. Although saying that, at this stage we would have had her ramp in, and then I wouldn't have been crying <laughs> under the bora. <laughs> I could have came down with A four to put the spring in. Yeah, you could work away. <laughs> glad to see people. So yeah, um, glad to be back out of the house again after our isolation down here at the Icon. Uh, I just want to say as well, thanks very much to everybody who messaged and stuff. Some people knew that me and Nigel were sick and have been sending yes. messages, checking in on us guys. and stuff and yeah. offering to bring us groceries and things, which Quarter is Rick, much yeah. appreciated. Thank you very Fair much. Um, yeah. So your first time out, first recording session out and we're in a hut. <laughs> we're literally icon. in a, I don't even know how to describe this little shack. It's, it's, like, it's like a Top Gear office member that on the Top Gear it office. It is. It's, it's like really not as decorative. And next it's door. like something you'd think they're going to drive a caravan through at any minute. Next door, really the, is, yeah. the media team's next door. Basically. Media team, I love bass are next door. <laughs> We're sitting here with a few gear and then they're sitting with about 100 grand's worth next door. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if it sounds weird, folks, I apologize in advance. So, Can we move on to the news? Yeah, certainly. Nasal, you want to kick us off? Yeah, um, just... Just moving on, as Lee was mentioning about watching the F1 at Silverstone you were watching, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there was a big fallout from the infamous uh, Verstappen-Hamilton crash. It was the second or third corner in the first lap. Yeah, first lap. It was, I, like, audibly gasped. It was. When it happened. It was shocking. It turned out to be a 51G impact. Verstappen went into the tower. That's serious, like, yeah. Yeah. the racing line was taking argument, all the rest of it. It's still going back and forward, you know, and it's yeah. the sort of thing, if, if you support either driver, nobody's ever going to give in and say, yeah, my driver did that, or, you know. It was all the handbags and fucking bitching that was going on behind the scenes, and you heard them talking on the radio, and Christian Horner came on, and then Toto came on, and they were like, oh, Michael, you, we need to come and speak to you. Did you get my email? Did you get my did email? Did you get my email? <laughs> the memes are, are fantastic, though. Uh, yeah, the memes were brilliant, but... Horner was raging because he even came out and quoted figures after it a few days later. This cost one point eight million pounds to replace this. Yeah, the car is total. Like- you know, and there was the argument who was in the wrong. Of course, all the Hamilton fanboys will go, "Oh, he done nothing wrong. He done nothing wrong." But you know, you can look at it and go, "Right." Did you see the um, like a computer animation they done of the two driving lines yeah. between the when the la- clerk was in when, when yeah. he passed them? Yeah, quoted or the used as an example. So the- yeah, it's it's insane. Like, and you can see where the difference in the driving line is. Now, obviously, you always have like you'll have driver error. You'll have you know at the end of the race versus the start of the race, the brakes aren't going to be as good. The tires aren't going to be as good. You have different weights because of the fuel and things like that. But it to me, from an outsider who literally has no input on Formula One or no allegiance to either. Hamilton was in the wrong, and, yeah, and it's one of those things too. I, th- I think it was a, it was a bit of ego. I'm not giving in. You're Aye. not giving in that way. I was going to say. I think but it's Hamilton, a bit of both. But Hamilton was marginally in the wrong. Oh yeah, like they're both in the wrong. But I mean, the split is more towards Hamilton. But it's one of those things is that kind of back and forward and the wee dunt here and there is all fine until something goes wrong. And then somebody needs to be accountable for it. And that's when something did go wrong in that case. And it just sort of went, all right, well, there we go. 
um, there was a review of the appeal on Thursday and it basically got shot down. Oh, really? Horner then came out um, afterwards and basically not tail between the legs, but Horner basically declared the chapter as closed following a failed attempt by his team to have the 10 second penalty of Hamilton, uh, Lewis Hamilton increased uh, and reviewed. Tensions run high on the Thursday evening of the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend as Mercedes re- released a strongly worded statement criticising senior management of Red Bull following the team's unsuccessful right to review hearing with the stewards. So it's rumbling on, rumbling on. Horner's saying there's a line drawn over it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get up on the next one. <laughs> but I think the highlight of the whole thing, like, it is ridiculous the penalty was given 10 seconds. 10 seconds is nothing. Yeah. But at the but, same time, I'm no Hamilton fan. But Fairfax told me he drove some race after. He did, yeah. yeah. Like, he really did. That fake I don't think account. there's too many other drivers that could have come back after a 10-second penalty the way he did. Yeah. No, okay, they've got a great car. And the Ferrari was sick. But, I mean, <laughs> there was other drivers throughout the race who had slow pit stops and stuff yeah. and never never recovered. Yeah. He came back from 10 seconds and a crash at the end of the day. Like, he was involved in a crash too, no matter what. Whether he calls it or not. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, just a, my, my highlight of the thing was... Our friend Gunther Steiner. Oh, Gunther's fantastic. And his tweet was basically as said what a lot of people were maybe thinking. And it was basically his tweet was, I don't care what stewards decide, as long as they're consistent. If taking out a competitor results in a 10 second time penalty, it only costs a hundred and ninety seconds penalty to take them all out. <laughs> and with no one else left in the track, who fucking cares? That's an official tweet from Gunther. I love Gunther. He is the man. So I think don't Gun- ever change. I think Gunther made a very good point going, right, so you can take people out and only cost you ten seconds. Let's just take everybody out then. It's like Mario Kart. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. Banana skins and booster pads, yeah. <laughs> Throwing turtles at each other. <laughs> sure, they're doing that in the e-sport. The, That's right, the, the electric boost thing and all, isn't it? Oh, I was yeah, watching, uh, Formula was actually, E. Uh, just when I was sitting at home, I was watching the Formula E, and there's, at the corners, they have like these boost. Yeah. It's the outside line, so you don't want to take the outside line. No. But if you do, you get a boost in your battery. Listen, I'm going, That's Mario Kart. It is. I can see the arrows on the ground that you had to go quicker. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Lee, are you done, eh? Yep. You on? I do. Uh, the, well, my first one's quite a, a little short piece of news. It's just something that I saw on Facebook the other day. Uh, the new Volkswagen crossover. Because well, they just needed another crossover. Of course. But uh, a Tago. I think it's pronounced Tago. I'll have you know. So We're in Northern Ireland. Is that the West Belfast version? It, it is. The Tago. <laughs> it's actually spelled Tago. So... How many of those are going to be rocking around with the O's messing off them? Yes, but a local bander. <laughs> it was actually our good friend uh, Andy from NIBMW had tagged me on it saying, oh, what do you think of this? Sake. I didn't catch it on at the start and then I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. I'm near tempted to buy one. Taking a take <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh dear. Get the yeah. trickler edition. Oh, well, <laughs> if BMW can put the minis with the Union oh, Jack lights on Trickler rear, rear blinkers. Volkswagen have picked a side, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, my first one then is anybody who lives in this country or a lot of other countries do too, obviously will be no stranger to the gritting lorries. So Christmas comes, gritters are out, salt in the roads, cars are destroyed underneath. Gritty McGritface. Gritty McGritface is one of the Scottish ones, I yeah. think it was called. Um, that was the research vessel, wasn't it? Oh, that was Bodie McBoatface. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, so they All actually the gritters ran... in Scotland have names. And they have like a live tracker, like an app that you can go on and watch them. But this they're all called really funny names. I can't remember any of them now off the top of my head. But Suck my they're, balls. They're funny, <laughs> like Gritney Spears and stuff. Do you yeah. know what I mean? They're called like funny names. So there's one called Gritty McGritface. Um, yeah, so it's a bit odd to see it. I mentioned there at the start we had a heat wave last week and the Gritters were out as well. That's right. Yep. So 
people thought, well, why is there gritters out or what are they doing? They're actually spreading quarry dust on the roads. So the tar, tar melts at roughly around 50 degrees Celsius. And obviously, if it's 30 degrees in the air, the road temperature is going to be a lot more. And it was actually boiling the bitumen out of the tar. So they were spreading quarry dust onto it to try and bind it back up. But I'm sure people's cars were destroyed with that. Yeah. Like, you see it coming down the road. It's just like a dust cloud. When you see a Mad Max and they're driving, and it's just like sand cloud behind them. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what was happening. I think there was road works about six years ago near where I live. And they were resurfacing part of the road. And I think it was a really hot period of weather. And cars got absolutely destroyed. There was oh, a yeah. big court case, or not court case, but a big uh, claim for it, yeah. for it. Because there was cars and they drove through it. It was like driving through a field of slurry. Well, I just still, tar up the side. I still maintain that 99% of our listeners are detailers. So shout out to all those guys. <laughs> they were making a fortune after <laughs> this. Make more money. Um, just a wee tiny story then. This uh, Volkswagen just splashing the cash. They have recently paid £2 billion for a majority uh, stakeholder in Europe Car Rental Company. That's an odd one. Forming a pillar of its 2030 mobility service strategy. Oh, no. Oh. So uh, they said on Thursday they agreed to pay $2 billion for a de facto majority stake in Europe Car. Europe car, like most peers, best known for their dependence on customers shuffling into airports and train stations on business or holiday. For VW, however, buying Europe car is far more an entry into the whole home world of renting. Instead, VW sees the acquisition as a foundation pillar of a new strategy the automaker presented earlier this month, one that should see its shed as conventional business model of selling cars. By the end of the decade, it aims to turn into a software-driven mobility company and beat not just rival manufacturers like Tesla, but also ride-hailing services like Uber and Lyft as well. So you're going to try and corner the entire market in that then? So, as disappointing as VW Motorsports disappearing, now Volkswagen are moving into electric, and now they're basically going to have electric car, substation, depot I wonder if they're buying that, obviously for the locations as well, dotted around the country. So when you do go to rent a car for yourself, to nip down to the shop to buy something, you know... And a, that whole infrastructure they have, rather than trying to set up their own, it yeah. makes kind of sense. But well, here, here's, it's a sad way to see it. Here's another statement from cool. Volkswagen. Uh, Volkswagen presented its plan for transforming the group into a software-driven mobility company. That's buzzword, apparently. With a strong focus on its powerful brands and global technology platforms, providing synergies and scale as well as opening up new profit pools. We see ourselves as a stra- strategic target to become global market leader in electric vehicles, and we're well on track. Now we're we setting up new parameters. Um, based on software, the next much more radical change is the transition towards much safer, smarter, and finally autonomous cars. This means for us, technology, speed, and scale will matter more than today. The future of the cars will be bright. That uh, sounds bright. Uh, it sounds, mm. sounds a bit dull. Sounds shite. Yeah. Uh, but I've came up with a name for them, and they can, I'll invoice them or whatever. They're going to call it Vuber. 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 I like it. <laughs> Vuber. Yeah, go Volkswagen. Cross our dreams day by day. Oh, why? (laughs) Rebuild the Mark 1. You can now have a chance, if you want, if you have lots of money, to buy some of Richard Hammond's car and bike collection. I actually have that myself, yeah. He's uh, setting up a classic car restoration business. You see this, Nigel? No. Yeah, so he's selling off some of his own private collection to to fund this. 
So he says, the irony of me supporting my new classic car restoration business by selling some of my own classic car collection is not wasted on me, he said, adding, it is with a very heavy heart that they go as they have a great deal of sentimental value, but they will be funding the future development of the business and giving life back to countless other classic vehicles. So he has up for grabs, if you fancy, a 1991 Lotus Esprit Sport, uh, number five of 48, um, a 1959 Bentley S2, uh, 1969 Porsche 911. It's a turbo too, as well. Yeah, um, and a Ford RS 200, and probably a sizable chunk of changes he's getting in. You want to see the bikes he has going to? Uh, for uh, 1976 Kawasaki Z 900, a 2019 Norton Dominator 961 Street Limited, uh, a 1932 Velocet KSS Mark One, and a 1977 Motoguzzi Le Mans Mark One. He's going to have a lot of investment money in this thing. So the 1st of August at Silverstone Auctions. The company he's setting up to is called The Smallest Cog, which I think is humorous as well, because he's obviously the smallest one from the original (laughs) Top Gear trail. Um, I actually was looking into it as well. His grandfather was a coach builder, so that's kind of what's pushed him towards doing that too, is he wants to kind of, because it's in his blood, he says, and you kind of carry on with it. I think they might be talking about doing a TV series with this as well. Kind of a follow like you see into it. So there could be a bit of that as well. That they love base guys, is it? Yeah. Um, just Silverstone Auction, just a sort of side story of that is uh, you just see the mark for anniversary that's going up for auction. Yes. Have you seen this? Yeah. Ca- causing a bit of fluster. 8,000 eight miles. Eight, eight miles, yeah. Is it eight miles or 8,000? No, no, eight miles. Oh, it's it is eight miles. M&M. Oh, jeepers. Oh. <coughs> yeah. And the, so it's a silver anniversary. Silver 18T. Yeah, it's silver wouldn't be the color to go for, obviously, but. If I was going, I'd go silver. Would you? Uh, I, just silver and Mark Four is nice, I think. To me, the big money one on an anniversary is red. Red, yeah, because that they was came red, silver, and black. black I think there's only yeah. three colors on there. Yep, and limited. It was like six hundred and something roughly per car, and then they done they done a one fifty diesel and they done a one twenty eight turbo as well. There's a load them. of diesel anniversaries over here, but all the petals seem to be in England. For I wonder same. why. Yeah, <laughs> diesel culture here. Um, yeah, they expect, they didn't really say a price, but they're talking about it make into the 20s. It's bound to at least, yeah. Um, good, good ones are into the teens now, I know that. It's essentially a brand new car. Yeah. But then if you were going to buy one in the teens with a hundred odd thousand mile, would you not pay the extra in, like if it was low 20s it went for, say, you yeah. wouldn't get something like that. The only problem is if that thing's been lying up, depending on how it's been stored, You'll have dry rot in the bushes. You know, it's not good for an engine sitting up either yeah. for 20 years. I always kind of look at things like that. But then I think you said, Lee, that thing's going to go gonna sit It's not going to be driven. No one's ever going to drive or, that car. It's oh, a collector's car. Yeah. Someone will just come along and bid on it. That'll do fire That's the why shade. I have that fuck you money. I'm going to buy stuff like yeah. that and modify it. Um, <laughs> I think they were 18 something new back in the day. That's a lot of car for that. Yeah. I wonder what that's probably just under 30 with inflation now. I think the, the basically scaled it up. I think it was 28. 28, in today's money. Very good. So, so. I and your GTIs we were talking were well into the 30s mm-hmm. now. And that's mm-hmm. an anniversary model as well. Yeah. So yeah, let's bring those prices back. No, they're a good car though. They're, and it's interesting to see though. It's, and it's so weird too that that's a classic, if you know what I mean. Well, I've been talking about it for two years in the podcast now. I know. I drive a Bora every day. Like, I'm I'm like, constantly called Mystic Meg. You know, I see the classic Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, saying that, like, Lee's driving the Jetta. It's, what, 83, and we don't think it's an old car either. <laughs> Just to make so a point here, um, I think you were talking about the last time you were driving about, people come up and talk to you. Oh, I, all the time. I was standing at the hut here, and I seen Lee and Connor coming in, and there's three security guards basically 
they didn't run over it, but they went straight over to you in the car park just to see around the car. And then the firemen were taking photos of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's probably thinking, I caught a boy out of this once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's definitely an attention getter. Yeah. My then one is just a very small bit of follow up. We talked before about my beautiful fetish of driving with no shoes on. Oh, and kinky. kinky indeed. There was actually a thing about it that you can technically get done for by the police. But it's not like there's no law against it. It's like but a careless charge or something? Yeah, it falls under failing to have the correct footwear when you drive. It actually comes under driving without you current attention. Yeah. So depending on what happens, you could get three points of fine right up in court. I always knew you were reckless. I'm always reckless. <laughs> Says the man kicking the mic. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, that works the same for like sandals, flip-flops, high heels. It's not just bare feet. So yeah, wear high heels the whole time? All the time. Yeah. Yep. Just cool. tramp myself into Lee's. Gotta express, got express yourself, Connor. I do indeed. So, yeah, just that it was interesting because people, there's a lot of people have been back and forward about it. There's a, it's a topic that brought a lot of hate. And then there was a lot of support for me too. And I got a lot of people's feet pictures, which was a bit weird. Like, but now we're in OnlyFans territory, Gunnar. Yeah, I'm going to sell them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you use anything else there? Well done. Uh, my last one then is a bit of a callback to one that we've had before. Uh, just came out last week. SSC officially came out and confirmed that the Chuatara never got over a hundred, over 300 miles per hour. Dun, so dun, they, dun. they worked out what everybody else worked out then? <laughs> yeah. That only took them a year. That did, yeah. <laughs> a post on their Instagram says, We would like to acknowledge officially that we did not reach the originally claimed speeds of 331 miles per hour or even 301 miles per hour in October of 2020. We are truly heartbroken as a company to learn that we did not reach this feat and we are in an ongoing effort to break the 300 miles per hour barrier transparently, officially and undoubtedly. In other news, Hitler says the war's over. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's... Well, uh, looking at the kilometre an hour clock instead of the mile hour been, clock. Yeah. 400, what? <laughs> it actually did 282.9 miles per hour across still two runs. Still not too shabby. Still, still impressive. impressive. Speed, like. But uh, definitely shy of 300. Yeah, that's... Um, Who called them out? It was Misha? Yeah, and Shmi, Shmi and one of the other ones. Oh, yeah. We have a guest. Guest is here. Come in, come in. Come in. How are you? All good. Thank you very much. What's the food? Oh, I like food. What's this? Bye, Gavin. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely an impressive feat. Sad to see that they didn't get it because there was a lot of hype around it too and it's such an impressive car. I think they'll say they're going to make a few tweaks and They're try and keep trying, but, come uh, back for it but it's, it's a right climb to go from what was it 280 282 but you know get another 50 mile an hour or so onto it like but here if they can do it for strap a, a jet on the back of it or something OBD auto tune there get a map onto her pops and bangs all the way pops and bangs <laughs> um that us then yeah that's us well Nigel since you've been in isolation tell us what you've been watching on YouTube see be honest with you I've been watching a bit of YouTube but not as mad as you'd think the only thing I didn't watch that was on YouTube was Ghostbusters the other night. Original took, or oh, the original? Of course, the original. I tried to watch the women one. I haven't because oh, I won't. Yeah. It's like, no. Um, the original Ghostbusters was fantastic. Review if anybody hasn't seen it in the last well, 40 the years. coming out. That's uh, why I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, the new one looks so good. Yeah. Um, I think it's the ki- the grandkids or something of yeah Roland. it looks it looks fantastic like yeah. um, when did we first see the trailer for that it was ages ago about two years ago yeah. and then COVID kicked in and canned it 
we um I think the only thing I didn't watch on YouTube, as I say, was Ghostbusters, and I watched a four and a half hour video of a guy rebuilding a Harley engine. That's how bored I was. <laughs> it was like, I mean, you know, he watched rebuild stuff and the speed things up. You know, they're putting bolt. No, this was the guy explaining. Yeah. I'm taking this bolt out. I'm taking this bolt out, and I was like, you know, when you start to watch something, and you're like, I'm invested now. I'm going to finish this. Yeah, four and a half hours. <laughs> it was a tight watch. <laughs> Can I rebuild a Harley and engine? He said he didn't start it at the end. Oh, that was the most annoying part. He didn't even start it at the end. He converted it. Cancelled. He converted it from an 83 cc Sportster to a twelve hundred Sports, and I thought, well, at least at the end they're going to start it here, and we'll see the difference. No, That's he was ridiculous. like, we'll do that in a different video. <coughs> Thanks, mate. So, what did you watch then? Um, just my usual clatter of stuff. Just following the story of Cletus buying a major shareholder in. Motion Auto Works, Adam LZ, not to be outdone, and he's now bought over a drift supply company called Drift HQ. They're Florida based, so he's now a uh, he's bought into another business. All right, fantastic! It actually it amazes me to see those YouTubers doing so well with that. You know, and yeah. it's great to see them doing well. Yeah, it's just unreal. These guys just getting bigger and bigger. So he's actually dedicated. If you've watched the compound video, he's dedicated one of the big sheds and that is Drift HQ distribution hub and if he needs anything you just walk in and lift it yeah Drift HQ actually have a YouTube channel I haven't got around to watching it yet but um, they're 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 kind of a different distribution company they actually build cars for people and they have their own uh, cars sales as well, well. so That's they're ge- genuine enthusiasts but uh, no just I keep watching Cletus and Adam LZ channels and uh, it yeah, gets better and better gets better and better I love it I was raging because Jimmy Oaks always puts out stuff like every two days and it was his birthday so he He's basically slow. took the week off and oh. I was like, no, get yeah. rid of my content. Where's my free content? He actually, he was working yesterday on, or the day before, what do you call his friend's car? Brand, the, the LS. LS swap E46. I've so seen that. Yeah, it was good. That's an animal of a car. Yeah. That's a long time coming. A lot of chop. They put a Texas Speed BFG cam in or something. Yes. And just go bum, I think it's bum, a full bum, Texas bum, Speed bum. engine as well. Like, yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, it's okay. crazy. Um... I think you have this as well, Nigel, but... Yeah, we'll talk about it. Lee and I have been watching... I think we mentioned before the Humble Mechanic. Charles, um, he teamed up again with Paul from Dutch Auto Parts and they went head-to-head against the Gears and Gasoline guys. So the, they're so, Japanese-based. Such a good series of videos. It is, yeah. So without giving too much away, basically Gears and Gasoline, they have a five grand budget each and they're going to do a drag race. Gears and Gasoline are on the Jap car, they're on the Euro car... They pick up a base model. Well, it's not a base model. It's actually a GLI Mark V Jetta. Needs a bit of work. And they do a bit of tuning to it. And it goes catastrophically wrong, <laughs> shall we say. Um, to the point where they had to go cap in hand to the gears and gasoline guys and go, what do we do here? Sort of thing. <laughs> but it, Charles' stuff is very, very well videoed. He's good personality. Paul bounces off him well. Um, definitely we recommend. We the first one before I got sick. Yeah. And then we were you didn't watch it without me and then because i've been living in the bedroom you've been living in the living room we've been living separate lives we hadn't watched it so we only watched the next two last last night night. but i got spoilered because i follow the humble mechanic on instagram so i already knew what had happened and i was raging because i it would have been funnier to watch the video not knowing what was going to happen so i think the actual the final the drag is being released tomorrow which is sunday so we I humble mechanic this. dropped two videos in two days and then i thought if i fallen out with gears and gasoline because they took a day or two later to i drop did do theirs no so it's uh it's when did you see what the honda dino did I didn't. I didn't watch the Gears and Gasoline one. We should do it before yeah. watch the final. It's a spicy potato. Well, I did notice that there's a giant undercooter in the front of it yeah. as well. So I think part of weight they're going to get annihilated. But yeah. we'll soon see. And because we're in recording time hop hell here, 
because this will be the middle of the week, it will It'll have happened. So congratulations, Charles, or congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> We're not really sure which. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's definitely good. It was interesting to see what they picked up the price of the cars for as well. I know they needed work, but like even the replacement, you know, it's like, Jesus. That replacement was so cheap. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and even the initial one they bought, but I would say we'll not give too much away if anybody actually wants to watch it, but it's well worth a watch. Definitely check out Humble Mechanic. The only thing I've say is the first car i don't understand why initially didn't look at a donor engine do i uh, yes yes i i don't know if it's budget or time or what mm. or i'm not sure like it probably would have looked at that one there's a lot of work in that why don't i get a it was the confidence of them yeah i like they were like oh yeah this is we the can job fix this and, grand. Like, Be grand. and the more the scene of the other team and then the more it went wrong they're like oh no this might <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm actually looking forward to watching that tomorrow night um just a bit of a throwback then as well. We had on our own lockdown logs, we had Corey Sterling on. Um, Corey is the blue ABT Mark III. He was on another. It's a guy does, um, he's very Volkswagen heavy. It's a podcast, but it's on YouTube called FA Volkswagen. Fuck yeah, Volkswagen. But it's on YouTube as FA. Yeah. Um, so Corey was on with him. It's interesting looking into a lot of the US scene. And then our friend Zach Martin, who was on episode 28 with us, talking yep. about the drag racing, is racing again this weekend and over the next few weekends. So check out his Instagram, ZMDLIT, and you'll see him racing, see how he does again. Serious bit of machinery. It's an impressive front-wheel drive Mark III. Yeah. Um, was it running in the, you want to say sevens, or was it eight sevens? Definitely eights. Yeah, a serious car. So I'm looking forward to seeing him out again on it. Well, we'll leave it there, folks, and hopefully we'll be back to you with some uh, interviews with a few folk from Jim Canagrid. Um, so we'll go and see if we can catch up with anybody about some slidey drift yokes. Yo, yo. <laughs> Before we move on, I'd like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor, Studio 10 Bespoke Car Care. Studio 10 are a car care business located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. Robin specializes in vehicle detailing, paintwork correction and ceramic coatings. Studio 10 are the only Mavinci approved detailer based in Northern Ireland and are proud to have many years experience in the automotive industry. They also offer an online training program, Foundation Pro. This program is designed for those who want to improve their current skill set, whether that be to detail their own vehicle to a much higher level or considering starting their own valentine business. The course also offers many other benefits such as discount codes for various detailing companies and much more. To view all their detailing packages, training course, and obtain details on all the other services they provide, visit their website at studio10car.care or simply Google Studio 10. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at Studio 10 Detailing. While Studio 10's own discount code has expired for the training course, it's been extended for Reload Podcast listeners. Use the code RELOADPODCAST at the checkout to get £100 off the online course. This episode is also brought to you by Relo Global. Relo Global are an enthusiast-owned company providing you with not only premium automotive apparel, but accessories such as garage banners, posters, stickers and air fresheners. They're Northern Ireland-based and an official stockist for 8380 Labs in the UK and Europe. Pop on over to Reload.Global to view their online store and see what's right for you. So we're down at Gymkhana Grid today, as you can hear in the background. and Many boosts, many wows. There's a lot of wows. I think Lee's obsessed with the turbo noises going on. Um, and we have Gethin Evans, who's friend and event organizer. How's it going, Gethin? All good. So can you tell us a bit about what's actually happening today? Uh, today, it's uh, lots of tire screeching, turbo screeching, lots of fuel getting guzzled, and lots of tires getting burnt. Good to see in the last 18 months, isn't it? It really is. Like The, the smell alone sort of brings back a lot of 
memories from our youth. Except for Lee, who can't <laughs> smell or taste anything at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I know that's what we were saying earlier, but one of the best things about this is just when they're coming past it, it's the smell, the t- you can taste the tires in the air, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty great for the health, like, but sure, what about it? So... Can you tell us about what actually Gymkhana Grid is? Because in this country, it's not really a big thing, whereas in England, it is, it's a much bigger deal. Yeah. So Gymkhana Grid really was pioneered by Ken Block, um, I think, seven or eight years ago. Um, sort of off the back of what he does, you know, going doing these obstacles and mad bit of gung-ho driving. Yeah, it's very much a mixture of different driving styles, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mixture of different di- disciplines, you know, rallycross, drifting, rally. You know, it's auto test and that sort of thing. Auto test, yeah, it's quite quirky, and I think our struggle certainly through out sort of promoting this and organising it is actually communicating to people what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's been pretty hard for us until we've actually been been here to sort of see it ourselves. And I heard you explain something you haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. Because this country is mad for drifting. Well, we'll not even mention going around a cone like, but yeah, as a motorsport, drifting is the big thing. Where a lot of this is actually more set up for grip driving. Yeah. You know, so it's, as you say, how do you get those guys brought in flat? Yeah, it's it's pretty technical. Like, I think you, you'll see out there, like, it's... What it, gets it, me is how, when they're out there, how do they remember the track? You know, what they're doing at each stage? Yeah. once you get out there, it's not like looking down at a map from overhead and you can see everything. Everything's flat and just looks like a, yeah. a mass of tarmac and cones. Yeah. What, what amazed me in the first sort of session there was, there was a couple of guys just went out there and more or less nailed in the first run. Oh, yeah. And then those other guys were After very After a round. Yeah. Um... No, it's been a great day watching it now. So, obviously, it's in conjunction with GTNI and Monster Energy. How did that come about, or what was the setup behind that? So, basically, I think, come back, I don't know, maybe a couple of years now, is it? Yeah. A couple of years ago, uh, Monster Energy approached us about hosting us at Dubshed in 2020. Because you guys have a good reputation. 2019. Oh, it was 2020. No, it's 2020. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, 2020. Years go flat. Don't they? So, just sort of something to run alongside the show, we... Seem to have a fairly good reputation for organising events here, so I think they, they wanted to work with somebody who had the experience and could potentially help to draw the crowd. Uh-huh. So it kind of stemmed from that, and this, you know, we had to stall and put off and stall and put off to a point where Monster Guys just said, "Look, we need to run this. Uh, the qualifier, you know, is qualifying for the final, which is you know, penciled in for." idiot next year yeah we can't change it, that it needs to run one way or another so it, it did it came to that point where we set a date and even at that was it spectators was it not and yeah because it's such changeable at the minute with the rules yeah, and regulations it, yeah. it came right up to the point probably about a month ago where it was spectators and then it was a no yeah and it did it did make things a lot easier from a, an organizational point of view um but it's a pity because there was a lot of interest yeah. having said that it would have been really nice it's, it's strange being here and no spectators Funny Lee said that earlier, it was, it's weird because anytime we're down here is dub shed and it's usually rammed with people, everybody's flat out, you yeah. guys are having brain hemorrhages <laughs> and everybody's kind of monster and drinking it. Uh, right? probably. And you know, Nig- Nigel's doing donuts on his heels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just sort of chill uh, back and I suppose it's pretty good for us to actually take it in and see yeah. what's happening. Yeah. Um, it's an insane event, I, it's something I'm a really bad spectator and I'm just looking going... I'd really like to do this to the point where actually you, Keith, and were on Facebook Marketplace earlier going, uh, is there something we can enter? In? You were looking at MX5s not so long ago. <laughs> yeah, then I remembered sitting in one month and I was like, that wasn't a good look. I think you're tramped into it. <laughs> Two ton of shite kicked into one ton yeah. bag, one might say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> Could have said three ton. <laughs> 
zero penalties. Well done to someone. Yeah. So, um, so what's the end goal for this end? Guys competing today. So basically, it's a competition. Um, it's broken down into two categories: rear wheel drive and four wheel drive. Mm-hmm. And the winner of each category gets their car flown out to the final, wherever that might be. It's uh-huh. a big secret. Wink, wink. At the minute. Okay. Um, but it's pretty cool. You know, they fly you, your car, and a crew member. It's out. not going to be in these shores anyway. Mm, definitely not. No. But wouldn't rule it out for the future, perhaps. Mm-hmm. No, it's good. It's it's interesting to see. And like, at the end, this is such a big country for motorsport. But it's good to see something different coming in because a lot of the entries there is there's six guys over from across the water. And it's funny because a lot of the time you've all the Irish guys heading over to England, Scotland for events. And to see them coming this way is fantastic. Yeah. And it kind of puts this place on the map. So hopefully, yeah. and chatting to a few drivers in the pits there, they're having a good day with Stephen on earlier there with us. And... You know, he's enjoying himself. He's a drifter. It'll be interesting to chat to some of the guys for the grip, the grip stuff and see what they're actually thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I was having a chat with one with the, a guy from Scotland there. He's driving that yellow thing. S13. What is it? I S- don't know. I, I, honestly, <laughs> I'm clueless. Cars, yeah. Absolutely clueless. Um, but real nice guy, and he, he's he's definitely having the crack here today. That's good, that's yeah. Good. yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. good to see, boys. Like, And that seems to be a lot of that rear-wheel drive stuff, especially the drifting, who are competitive but are also out just for the crack and will enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah. You get just through the pits there, and everybody's helping each other. There's tools been kicked about, you know. And yeah. that's great to see. I love that. Yeah, well, that's great. I have to say, too, like, it's, it's been really good working with the, the Monster guys in the build-up of this event. Like, mm-hmm. they're... they're Very professional. They, they've done this, you know, before, obviously. Yeah. And... It's funny how similar it is to setting up for Dubshed, mm-hmm. you know, all the fencing and putting yeah. the banners up and the stuff. The Harris fencing has returned. It's, it's just the same, but different banners, you know. Um, but it's actually quite good. You know, it was good fun and good crack. And uh, they've all been, you know, even though they're English, they've actually been all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a compl- that's a compliment. We have some English listeners. Please don't turn off. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> No, it's it is great to see, and as you say, like Monster, they have a great setup. The, the tent up, you know, they're yeah. kicking monsters there towards Nigel. I'm, I'm happy with that. And there's monsters going, you know. It's uh, I had a few myself. I, I, I got to back a car in later on, just put a few pallets on. I think Lee's itching to get out on the track in the Jetta as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's been such a fun day. So today is only the qualifier for it, and tomorrow's actual competition round. Like, and we yeah. had great crack watching it. So yeah, it is a good laugh. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Kevin. It was a pleasure yeah, no chatting to you. Thank, Thank you. Go. So, as you can hear in the background, we're down at Gymkhana Grid, and we have Stephen Halverty here with us, one of the drivers of the day. Stephen, thanks for joining us. No problem. Um, Stephen, this wouldn't be your normal event, would it? No, definitely not. It's uh, out of my league, as a <laughs> man would say. Grip wouldn't be your strong point? No. No. what do you normally compete in? Uh, normally compete on the, in the ADC or last year it was ADS, uh, but it's heading back to ADC hopefully this year. Very uh, good. We're over at the BDC there three weeks ago, so normally BDC or ADC. Very good, yes. And what are you running then? Um, E36 M3 Touring. Yes, uh, it caught us caught our eye when we were out earlier on. It was like, that thing's a bit different. Yeah. And what, what else is different about it under the bonnet then? Uh, it's running an M3 Evo engine, 3 litre M3 uh, 5 speed box, and then M3 back end. Just a strong setup. Ah, yeah, fairly it's a, simple, reliable. It does seem to be going well. It was actually we noticed it coming off the line earlier. It was like that thing is insane. It's uh, and I think it's kind of the surprise of the day for us because most of them the states and stuff you see is the cheaper end of things. Guys getting in there, it's like oh, they're out for a wrecking session, ah, but it's really not in your case. Yeah, 
Aye, the estate seller mistaken for a bash car or a hearse. Yes, that's exactly what it is, <laughs> yeah. Um, so how are you finding it? Aye, bit of crack, bit of fun. It's um, nothing too serious for me, but uh, I'm enjoying it. So Get out and stretch the legs. Aye. That's to say, there's a lot of guys out there going for grip and it's fast and you're just doing a bit of a display work, I would say. Aye, bit of fun. It is literally just, it's something out of the ordinary for me, so go and enjoy it, do a few videos and very good and i think you sort of shocked yourself as well at the start of the day you were in second place at one point yeah and then everybody else went out and then i was out of work <laughs> <laughs> dead on well thanks very much for joining us it was great getting chatting to you and no good luck the rest of the time thanks very much cheers Bye. okay we're very pleased to announce that we'll have our very special guest the monster athlete that is luke woodham thank you very much for coming along luke you're welcome thank you for having me so Jim Canna Grid, you're over for the weekend. You having fun? Yeah, it's loving it. We're here for the qualifier. It's kind of opening the eyes to kind of local drivers and stuff. We've changed the actual layout of how it's normally run, so it's more like a stage rally. Yeah, just because of the actual layout here, there isn't wide enough, basically. Yeah, but it's actually worked out for the best. To be honest, it's great. It's something we need to. Um, we've been looking into doing as well to try to, you know, push the sport forwards. Oh my god, it's so much fun! <laughs> so much fun. And it was the last run. You're having lots of fun there. Yeah, yeah. So the chase cam, he, uh, Gary, bless him, asked me to slow down because he couldn't quite keep up. So, and his V8 AMG. Yeah, so <laughs> impressive. So I had to drift. So I was just drifting the whole track basically. So people that listen maybe aren't our listener would be predominantly a vag scene, Connor. You would say, be, yeah. But there is a motorsport background or following our podcast too. Um, can you just explain who you are and your background in motorsport then? Yeah, so my name's Luke Woodham. Um, I'm four-time Jim Carnegie World Champion in the rear-wheel drive category. Drift driver, all-round sender, um, anything two wheels, four wheels, anything with a motor, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, so and obviously a brief history about Jim Carnegie is a head-to-head race with two lanes side-by-side um, around a course that can be made up of whatever. We've had obstacles of aeroplanes, tanks, you name it. It's, 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 I call it like the firework of motorsport, basically. Um, because Monster have been able to push the boundaries with it so much ever since Ken came on the scene and then was just sending his Subaru back in the day around an airfield and getting close to things. We basically do that, but we race for prizes, yeah. so which is insane. It's It, it reminds me very much of uh, back in the day, well, they do it now too, is the WRC super special stages, you know, yeah, at the yeah, end of yeah. the day that there it really is... Shouts yeah, back yeah. to that, and it's a really good spectator sport. Yes, yeah, exactly that. So, like the head-to-head racing has always kind of been on my radar, um, purely because it's such a spectacle. Yeah, you, you know, it, it invites a lot of different drivers from different genres. Like you can have drift drivers, rally cross, rally drivers, even drag, because it incorporates the, every single sport in the one run. Like for example, here we've got basically a special stage rally. So we got like a drag race off the line yeah. into an obstacle, which is then obviously Jim Carner. Then you can drift through the course if you want to drift through the course. It's actually faster, I found, to drift through the last section. Um, and then grip it up towards the end. And then you've got your, like, your time attack kind of style. And yes, yeah, so he's kind of, for me, I learned, a, you know, playing around on the streets back in the day. I think, you know, every petrol head in oh, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, no point in denying that. No, there's no point. Like literally, that's where I come from and I'm proud of it. Like that's, you know, that's who, who I am. It's the roots. That's... If I could go back now, I'd do it all again, exactly the same, for sure. Just briefly, how did you get to this stage? Where, 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 where do you how did you get into motorsport, or where did you get to? How did you get to this point from the streets? Yeah. Would you believe? <laughs> like seriously, home base car park was my place. Like back in the UK, we'd just yeah. shred in the car parks because you would love it here. Yeah, I, I basically <laughs> king of the cone and stuff. Oh, all about don't, it. don't start. <laughs> yeah, it was just from the streets, and then a friend of mine actually. Um, 
pushed me into a competition. Um, he basically asked me to do a comp. Um, I was a bit, mm, you know, dubious yeah. about doing it. Um, my third ever drift day was actually a first, the first round of the British Drift Championship. Well, that's uh, Jeb up. Yeah, Brilliant. like I had no idea. It was, it was a semi-pro class. So I've always had this thing of like, you should start at the bottom and work and learn and go to, all the way up kind of thing. Like, it's no good if you've got like a hundred grand drift car and you've done two drift days yeah. and you're going to go and put yourself in, you've got the best car, right? I started at the bottom of SR20 running what, 250 horsepower and then kind of worked my way up building the car as I went and then I would outdrive the car then improve the car yeah and you know it's kind of now it's kind of paid off like I can now I've got what 630 horsepower V8 in the 14 but and I using all all 630 horsepower and no one how to use it yeah, yeah. Like, well I think well, so <laughs> <laughs> I've, been watching, I've been watching today you know how to use yeah, it yeah it's good fun but that's the thing it's fun like I'm having so much fun when every time I drive it's just fun so that's the main thing. You always drive better when you're having a good time. What age are you? Old. Old? No, no I'm not that. He's old. 33. Yeah, so same age as me. You would have grew up then when like rear-wheel drive Jap cars were cheap. Yeah, you know, 100%. So you're probably getting into that sort of thing. Five grand for an S14. Yeah. 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 And stayed it on the road. Yeah. And if it got wrecked, it's not really the end of the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's fixable or replaceable. We're yeah, now yeah. everything's mental money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously you started in S14s yeah. on the road. S- yeah, S14. And you're still now in an S14, but yeah. it's... A lot more powerful. Yeah, so we literally, I did, I, I gave, I gave £5,000 for, it was, yeah, £5,000 for a absolute mint damson coloured S14A uh-huh. with like, it was 70, 70 something thousand miles on it. Um, and then just started to build that from there. And then I got a chassis, which was, was that four years ago, I think, and paid the same money for a chassis with oh, a roll cage Worked that out. <laughs> Drift tax, we call it. Oh, yes. Oh, we have seen tax in the Volkswagen yeah. scene as well. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. yeah the job scene's just going crazy now. Like yeah, it is, the yeah. prices of stuff. I wish I'd have bought an R34 GTR like about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I wish, like, everybody wishes they bought one yeah. of those. So it's obviously not an SR20 and the S14 at the minute. What are you running? Yeah, so we decided to go with a V8. Um, I just felt like it, it would suit my driving style. Mm-hmm. Um, I've obviously, it was either that or a 2J. And I've driven a 2J, loved it. But just something was niggling at me to tell me to go for V8. So we went for a V8. It's built, it's an LS, um, Ali Block LS1, but with LS3 heads and bits on. So it was a 5.7, and now it's a 6 litre. Okay. So it's it weighs, the whole car weighs uh, 11.80. So with me in it, it weighs 12.40, which is that's what a standard, yeah. which is what a standard SR20, S14 And that's weighs. obviously caged and everything too. Yeah, with yeah. the whole lot. So ready to rock and roll, ready to race. We, we weigh in at 12.40 with 630 horsepower. It's 550 at the wheels. That's insane. Perfect. Yeah. We cut the car about. There's nothing left of the car, as in five glass doors, plastic windows, carbon boot. You know what I mean? Everything's all it's fiberglass. It's as light as it's going to get. Yes. I... I would question anyone if anyone could get a car lighter, an S14. Like, there's nothing much more you can do with it, to be honest. Yeah. And see the likes of the ALS in, is it more accessible for parts or cheaper to run than the likes of a 2J because they have the scene tax on them? You know, is it um, easier to get stuff like that or did that factor into it at all for you? It kind of did. But the factor for me was I'm going to spend the money on a V8 mm-hmm. so or I spend the money on a 2J, but then I need to add in turbos and intercoolers. Yeah. And, and then I was like, well... The money I'm going to spend on getting that, that's also extra weight. Yep. So I was like, we'll put that money into the V8. And more to go wrong. Yeah. Then I was like, yeah, I, I just want simplicity. I don't want 
I don't want to pain in your reliability and proven power. Yeah, we we we've had issues obviously when it was a new build. Like you always will, yeah. Yeah, like you know, you're never going to build a car straight away, go and have no problems with it. You're going to have something. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to try and like turnkey go kick its head in, and then just give do it. Does it. the same every time. Yeah, which, which so far, fingers crossed, we have done. Like we generated a little misfire just because the manifolds were too close or are close to the um, leads uh-huh. and you need to make sure the manifolds are all wrapped like, properly and I damaged one and changed the plugs in it. Um, so then it was just chewing the lead to pieces, melting it, misfiring. No one likes a seven-cylinder V8. <laughs> Trust me. A V7. Trust me. It's not a nice sound. But yeah, no, it's a fingers crossed. Like we're having fun with it now. It works really well. I can get in there, kick its head in. It loves it. Sounds cool. Generates loads of smoke. Yeah. yeah. That's what you want. Definitely does. Yeah, yeah. That last run was a fun one. Yeah, China. I've got 15 passenger rides tomorrow. It launches well off the line there, I noticed. You know, yeah, gets that, the power down. And... That was a second gear launch. All right, Impressive. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a second gear launch because I was like, he moaned that I was too fast, so I slowed it right down. Um, yeah. yeah. There's Adam. There's Adam. Hi, Adam. Useless. He's on my scooter, isn't he? He'll scooter. crash it. Adam from ILB. <laughs> still looks Adam, electric yeah. scooter here. Just Adam from it. ILB is about to end up on his oh, head. No, he's just, no, he's all right, actually. Yeah, I guarantee you'll crash it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's lost in a lot of motorsport is the simplicity of things now. Everyone's trying to go for bigger and better and everything is very complicated. Would you say if you go out, kick the shit out of it and it mm. does its thing every time, there's a lot to be said for that. 100%. And less headaches for you. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, with what we're doing with the car is stupid anyway. Like yeah. We shouldn't be going sideways at 80, 90 mile an hour, tire smoke everywhere you know what yeah. i mean things are going to break without without a doubt yeah like, it's a lot of pressure and stress on a car in driveling yeah and, and doing it over and over and over it's going to break something we know that so we try and get prepared for it but especially when you're door-to-door with another driver doing 80 mile an hour stuff's going to happen yeah you know it's you just got to try and take it on the chin and that's why jim Carn is a little bit different because you're not if you break it, it's your problem kind of nah. thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You can't blame the guy. Oh, it's because he ran me off track. No, it's you. You did track yourself. Yeah. So you've made the mistake, basically. Is there any other drivers out there? Any other cars worrying you for the weekend? Anything that's impressing you? Yeah, I'm not worried because obviously I'm not here for the competition. Fair enough, which yeah. is Which is kind of good because there's some really good guys here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the likes Stephen McConnell, Scottish guy, he's... Um, S13, is it? Yeah, the yellow S13. So he's on form anyone could be anyone do you know what I mean anyone yep. could have a good day anyone could have a bad day so. there's a lot of impressive drivers about yeah you know it's you've got to take today's practice I've always said you can't win practice no it's all good having the fastest time in practice but it's a race that counts so when it comes down to it it's when, it, when the pressure well, it starts yeah you know when you can sit on the line and you it's, it's kind of win or lose you need to be able to switch on and be focused so, just do it yeah so when you when you've got when you're in the finals and you've got a prize on the line and you that's it, that's when it really counts. It's game time. You're yeah. not thinking about who's watching you, you're thinking about what am I doing oh, here? I could yeah. have the queen watching me, I didn't care. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I give her a little wave out the window, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the attitude you yeah, want, that's yeah. it. No, it doesn't matter. You, just, uh, you know, I'm fortunate, I do this quite a lot. So we're driving every other weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's just fun. I get to have fun and it's a job for it's me. It's a job. Oh, it's it? unreal. Every yeah. now and then I've got to pinch myself and yeah, it's fantastic. Cool. I know. I look at things like that and you think to yourself like those guys are living the dream. Like you see the, the Hoonigan guys on yeah, YouTube yeah, and you're like, yeah. that's their job. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. incredible. But believe me, believe me, it's a hard work. I would say. Yeah. Like it's you, tiring, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's so much stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I'm actually thinking about starting a YouTube video mm-hmm. and actually showing the true colors of what yeah. it's all about because it's not pretty sometimes. Yeah. It's not nice. You know what I mean? Like we. I generally think people would love to see yeah, that yeah yeah because i'm i'm quite honest well i'm very honest to yeah. be honest with you but 
sometimes it's a downfall, but yeah. it's not it's not all glamorous. Sometimes it's extremely glamorous when you rock up to a circuit with your car, you go out, you play, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You go and have fun with your friends, that's great. But what they don't see is the tra- issues or Yeah, the travelling throughout the night or going to the events or you've got issues and you have to sort all the car out or the van yeah. or whatever happens, yeah. you know, like it's all don't get me wrong, I'm not the only one doing it. There's every single lad or lady in the paddock is it's all going through the same thing. So believe me, like I know the struggles. It's, it is hard. Like financially, it's crippling sometimes. You know, you, you really are struggling. I know, trust me, I know. Just hard work and perseverance to get to kind of, to move forward with it and to get get moving forward with um, like progressing in competitions and stuff. Like you're going to break stuff. It's going to cost money. You just got to go, okay, hey, that's sport. And it's not a nine to five. You can ring the boss and say, I need next weekend off. You're on for it and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like we've done this weekend uh we're here last weekend i was in wales racing the truck um and then during two weekends before we was at um the british drift championship in scotland mm-hmm. and then between after scotland i was driving filming a new tv program was coming out that was on the tuesday so i drove back from scotland on the monday i went straight to filming on a tuesday with the car as well having drove it from friday all day friday in practice saturday for an hour's practice and competition sunday we loaded up monday morning and drove back nine hours back home to then load again on for Tuesday morning <laughs> to go out and drive Brittle. for the whole day. So that that was a 7 a.m. leave. And I was back home uh, in the workshop at 9. Then I had to unload. So it was like 10 by the time I was kind of out of there. And and then, yeah. And then you'll get people, people... Don't see that. No, no. no you'll you get just, people saying, you're living the dream. You go out uh, and drive yeah, for an hour. It's you fine. get to smoke yeah. tires and have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't see all that. No, cool. exactly. Yeah, which is cool. Like, it's, it's part and parcel of it. So It's a trade-off. Yeah, I think, you know, if everyone thinks, oh, yes, you're, you're lucky to get where you are and whatever. Yeah, I am, but it's been hard work. I was going to say, it's not all luck. No, no. And no. then you see... I can appreciate where other people are at. Like, if you look at the likes of, I don't know, say, James Dean or someone. Uh-huh. What he's done with the sport is amazing. I know how hard he must have worked behind the scenes to make everything happen. Sacrifices you make. 100%. Yeah. Family 100%. too. 100%. Like you, you have to sacrifice stuff to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's life. It's your passion. That's yeah. Life. But it's worth you, it in the end. Yeah, 100%. Just to say, I'm here right now with you boys doing this because I sacrificed stuff yeah. and then gave yeah. it all, my all, you know. That's so worth it in the end. 100%. I had so much fun. As soon as the crash helmet comes on, it's a great time. And if it is, if you ever put a crash helmet on and you're not having fun, don't bother. Yeah. It's simple, don't bother. Uh, if, it's a, if it turns into a chore or a job, yeah, yeah. take it yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. Like every time I drive, I didn't have to drive today. Mm-hmm. But you want to? I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So where are we at with? If you don't want to drive free? tomorrow, give me a shout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tomorrow I have to drive tomorrow. <laughs> I've got three. Yeah, so I've done three laps today mm-hmm. and didn't have to. Yeah. I did it because I wanted to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I could have sat and watched everyone. i tell you what, the car sounds well. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's pure good. thunder. Yeah. Pure thunder. Yeah, no, it's good. It sounds just as mad inside the car as well. <laughs> <laughs> so just to sort of, unless you have any more questions. I'm good, yeah, I'm good. What's the rest of the year lined up for you guys? What are you looking at? Um, as many competitions as possible. BDC. Yeah, BDC, picking and choosing through different different events. And we do a new new um, new drift championship called Drift Pro. Right. So it okay. is basically running alongside um, Time Attack. Mm-hmm which is insane. Yeah. So we're on main circuits now, like we've done Brands Hatch, we've got Donington, Excellent. and I think we've got Snetterton, I think it is coming up It's cool up to see well. the progression of the sport getting to that level. Exactly. You can't that, access yeah. those circuits. Yeah, so there was hand-selected 20 drivers to go basically absolutely balls out. You have 20 or 25 minutes of practice. That's it. And then you're two, right. Two laps, I think. Two or three laps if you're lucky. And we're talking 
Brands Hatch, we were I was top of fourth gear, just off a limit before flicking it in. <laughs> the most frightening thing I've ever done in my life. What would that? I'd be well over a hundred then. Oh, between I reckon between a hundred and hundred and ten mile an hour. Yeah. Impressive. The window, the door was caving in. The fiberglass door was actually caving <laughs> in. Yeah, honestly, I seen the picture and was like, whoa. Um, but yeah, so we're doing that. So we have that coming up in end of the month. A busy weekend, end of the month. We got the British Drift Championship on this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then on the bank holiday Monday, we go to Drift Pro. That's impressive. That's a busy so weekend. So if we can do it, if we can make it work, if a car works... Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. And I'm going to try and do do both competitions. And if anybody wants to keep up with you and the likes of that in your social media, where can they find you? Uh, Luke Wooden one on Instagram. Um, love a bit of TikTok as well, actually. You're a big TikTok man. Yeah, yeah. for TikTok. Into TikTok. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So we started TikTok purely for the fact of we had a lockdown, nothing to do. Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. We was all in the same situation. You don't right? know how to dance then, did you? Yeah, I started. <laughs> I, I tried to learn, but I tell you, no, I didn't learn it. Um, so we literally just came up with an idea of trying to keep sponsors happy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'd be down the workshop, just doing stupid videos. Um, I have a little lane by the workshop, so just take the car out and do some donuts. Um, you're not cool. really allowed to do it, but, but, yeah. but we did it. Yeah, so then we managed to grow TikTok now, so we just have a laugh of it. Yeah, it's cool. kind and of what, a, What's your TikTok then? Luke Woodham... One, I think, as well. I think it would not be hard to find him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kept it simple. I think I think that's the one. Um, Yeah, so we've just been doing that and just doing silly videos, having a bit of fun. Hundred percent. There's, you know, it's. I try and make light of a situation and try and you know have fun with everything. That's the best way. You have to. The way you should live life. Yeah, it's hard sometimes, and I'm the worst for it because I do get stressed. But oh, tell us about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's one of them ones where you have to, you know, you have to try and look on the right side of it too. You have to, yeah. So on that note, it's, it's food and beers tonight. Yep. Oh, Enjoy yes. yourself. Enjoy <laughs> yourself. I look forward to seeing the YouTube channel then. Um, yeah, definitely. It's something I've been thinking about. Yeah. yeah, definitely do it. Definitely do it. I think people would really, as Connor says, like to see the real side of things. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah, that's what I like to see anyway. Yeah, so. we 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 watch. We actually have a YouTube section on the podcast. Like, and it's the same. We watch so much YouTube, mm. but it's the behind the scenes. That's I'm what not, gets you. Yeah. I'm not into like the whole flash thing. I like to see behind the scenes and yeah. things, how things work. You know, yeah. and it's just interesting. Hundred because you're not getting access to that. Where you you see the flashy side of everything mm. as it is, but nobody ever shows the shit behind it. You know, no, exactly. The bad days. You look at Instagram. You look at the page. You look at happy oh, smile. Look at the life. Like oh, unbelievable. Instagram life. Yeah, I'm not going to put a picture of me on there like 4 a.m. laid underneath. <laughs> you know, me laid underneath the car somewhere. No one's going to see it. No one yeah. cares. Really. Let's be honest. No one wants to see that. But if you actually do a video, people kind of get kind of trapped into the video and they want to see the struggle. Relate to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think we might venture into that. Yeah. Go for it, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for giving us yeah, some time here it. today. Thank you for uh, coming along and enjoying the, the venue and the cars and the track. Got a cool. Look forward to seeing you turn it up tomorrow. Yeah, we've got 15 ride-alongs tomorrow, so I've got to get to scare man. 15 people. So. You might have 16 now. Yeah, not, not a problem. Not a problem at all. Yes, Look, thanks very thank much. You. Thank you. Cool. Cheers, cheers, thank you. Cheers. We're back now for day two of uh, Canna Grid down at the Icon Centre. What a day. What a day, indeed. <laughs> what a day it was. It was brilliant fun. So yesterday we sat down with a few of the drivers and had a chat with them, as you've just heard, um, some fantastic stories. Look what I'm story about coming up through the ranks basically as wasn't born into a motorsport family, but actually just built his way up from street drifting yeah. and working hard is so cool to see. It's good uh, to hear the background of, you know, it's not all glitz and glamour. There's no, late the, nights, long miles. Yeah. 
And that's hard work. As he said himself, like everybody's doing that. So there's no hardship. He's not a sob story, but it's just people don't understand that that's what it is. And you kind of look at it and go, Jesus, that guy's living the dream. He goes out there for a weekend, tours about, you know, and everything handed to him. And you don't see all the the hard work in the background. Yeah. Um, If he does start that YouTube channel he talked about, that would be cool to watch because you're seeing I think it would go really, really well. But that goes back back to like do you remember years ago, before like social media was a big thing, you would have like live DVDs of bands put out and the show behind the scenes of tours and things like that. Yeah. I remember watching those and going, Well, that's what goes into that sort yeah. of thing. So that's really what people want to see. Definitely. But here, what were the times like today? Just full of sand. Insane. Yeah. Dimitri Servitz was our winner in the all wheel drive category in the all wheel drive BRZ Subaru. Close your eyes and you're listening to Colin McRae go around you hear it, with GB. It's when just, it was going up that back bit round the back of the stables, it sounded like thunder in the yeah. distance. It, nobody will tell me that's not a WRC car underneath that shell. Absolutely. It's so just, cool. Um, the biggest surprise, though, was the real drive winner, Steve McConnell from Scotland, Scotland in yeah. the PS13, was 0.2 of a second behind Dimitri, who's all-wheel drive. Yeah. I yeah. Could, yeah. That was shocking. Although I've been watching Steve and thinking, yeah, he's going to take that all weekend kind of I mean, thing. It and looked fast. Yeah. It did, to um, be fair. But it went right to the wire against... Um, a guy Neil in the white MX-5. Be- Begsy, I think. Is, that is a fast car. Yeah. And I think, was it... Um, Luke said he had made up two seconds from this morning as yeah. well, which on a short track, it's roughly about just over a minute long. Two seconds is a big gap to make up. Yeah. Some impressive machines out there. Yeah, definitely. The... What are your favourites? Uh, Stephen's Estate, i got to say. Yeah, who Stephen, we interviewed. who we had on there, yeah. Um, and then after the interview we did, I was asking him about the wheels, because I thought they were like a set of stancy RSs or something, because they really looked like it. It turns out they're not, they're fakes, but... They're the best fakes I've ever seen, because oh, I thought... Such a wide barrel. You know what, I was, I was standing with him, and I was like, would it be really rude to put my finger between the spokes and feel for a nut in the back of that? <laughs> <laughs> You're familiar with feeling nuts, Connor? Always. <laughs> with the finger in there. What about you, Nigel? Uh, for sheer just awesome track attack is Dimitri's BRZ. Oh, but incredible. The flip side of that, just for pure entertainment, was the white um, E46 3 litre diesel with a John Deere turbo on it. Well, you took the words out of my mouth there because that would have been my too. The spectacle of it and the fella can drive. Yeah, so he's... Uh, like Stephen were saying about earlier, BDC and IDC drifter. Kevin, isn't it? Yeah. It has, so it's a standard 330D BMW, obviously, but the turbo, it's compound turbo, so the standard turbo is feeding a John Deere turbo, mm-hmm. and the thing is just absolutely insane. But It's a combination of the white smoke and the black smoke. Yeah. It's you know, just hilarious. <laughs> and do you know what it is? You know when you go to like amateur drift events, and you see diesel drift cars, and it's like some half-assed thing with the remap that'll hardly pull itself out of bed, and it's just, it's boring to watch but that thing there was comical because it was just so good it sort of reminds me of somebody that's developed a car worked on it worked on it till it worked properly and performed for him and he can drive the thing it's oh, just oh he's not afraid of yeah. it the entry speed he was getting into to come into the the first donut box yeah full send sideways he was only outdone by i think look good look good i can always speak look with him look with him um, the smoke machine he came from behind the importer cabins into the technical zone just full sand oh yeah that yeah. thing's just, an animal like yeah it's it's incredible um the noise of it too is absolutely insane yeah. that's bald eagles you see oh yeah all the freedom <laughs> under the bonnet um yeah so that 330d 
is just mental. And like everybody knows that I am not a diesel fan, but it was the way it rev too. It seemed to rev like a petrol because it was just going and going. And then uh, Stephen, who we had on with the blue BM, was saying that it's standard internals. So he just runs it till it blows up and yeah. pulls an engine out of an X5 or something and Next. throws it back into it. <laughs> I suppose at the minute where those things rotten and falling apart, that's a cheap way of getting yeah. them. Um, no, I've had such a weekend. And hats off, Nigel, to you guys. You Colin. Gethin for organising it like it's Cheers. been absolutely brilliant obviously Monster in with you too obviously it's a shame we couldn't open it up a bit more but here it is what it is kind of thing that's the way it is um, very you know it was a nice size of crowd uh, I thought just yeah uh, I don't I, really like people anyway <laughs> <laughs> getting unsociable in my old age no it, it was good in the fact that obviously because of the whole COVID restrictions things it wasn't set up for a crowd so any kind of crowd kind of crowded the barriers if you had any more, ah, you, would have you wouldn't have seen. Where you would have had to open up the rest of the track and have it yeah. barriered off so you could see everything, and it just it wouldn't have worked. Made the it way a good it was. View, a very good view and spectacle with that many people. It did, yeah. But um, down the long term, we hope to have that there as part of our dub shed. That hopefully. would be good, yeah. yeah. Great to see a lot of the drivers over from across the water too. Yeah. They're fully committed to their motorsport and their yeah, and as Gethin had said, like fun. this Formula G is a thing in England, and obviously the Scottish and Welsh guys go to it. It's not a thing here, so most of the guys we had were drifters, and I think they kind of got their eyes open to it. And again, um, Stephen Halverty was saying that well, yes, he is a drifter. He was he put slicks on, knocked five seconds off his overall time, but the car was still set up to slide. If you have guys here who are you setting the cars up for that kind of event, you can get very competitive very yeah. quickly. Because, especially with rally guys, you know, them type of cars are up against the likes of Dimitri's Subaru. That's the kind of thing you want. Yeah. But, no, it, it's great. I just love seeing motorsport events in this country. Yeah. It's good to see it over. Fantastic weekend. Absolutely brilliant. So, no, if we can get it back over. Yep. Happy days. Hope so. I think we're going to leave the questions for this week because we've uh, chatted at length about and we're very tired. other shite. We are knackered. <laughs> we've talked to some other drivers and stuff, so... The monster's wearing off Nigel here. Yeah, batteries are running out. Just before we sign up things, we have a good good guest coming on next week. So, Oh, just on a follow-up as well. We talked yesterday, which was in the same recording. This again, t- recording hell. Hello, Gethin again. Hello. Um, <laughs> so we talked about that anniversary, Mark Four that's coming up for sale for the auction. We guessed, was it low to mid-20s? Yeah. Did you see what it went for? Yeah. 38 grand. Hang on, well, I just vomit. For a Mark IV. That will go into a collector shed and never be seen again. Yeah. No or a museum. No one's bagging that. <laughs> Cheers, everybody who did send in questions. We will do them next time, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. As always, uh, you can follow us collectively on social media at Reload Podcast. I'm at Maxwell House 46. I'm at Vita Boy. And I'm at Connor McCann. Cheers, folks. Bye. Catch Bye. us again. Bye.